Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Wednesday and welcome to Bobcat Radio. Thank you for joining us this morning. I am your host Presley Davis and with me I have my producer Joey Gonzalez. Today we'll be touching on Texas State Athletics and MLB postseason but before we get started here's a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio located on northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. So soccer season is getting near the end, which is a little bittersweet. I know I remember about last spring, whenever we got the news, we're getting a new head coach. It was like, okay, soccer season will be one to remember. And it has been so far. The girls have had such a tremendous year right now. They're, I think we're what, two lost? 11-4-2. So, you know, bumping the road, but just got to get through the end and coach Holman has done an incredible job with these girls when he has come in and just really set this program up for success yeah I think if even if things don't turn out the way that they wanted to in the end uh, Presley just mentioned on a two-match losing streak not the time of the year that you want to be going on on losing streaks but I mean take away these last two losses and this has been such a successful year i mean these girls have been on fire and i think steve holman has set up this team so well for for things to come and i'm excited to see what what they can do in the sunbelt conference tournament and what they could do down the road yeah and they had the loss to marshall this past weekend it was a four to one loss but some bright sides maddie goss scored her ninth goal of the season and you know you're going into thursday's match versus app state 11 four and two overall five three and one in sunbelt these aren't bad numbers, and you just have to keep that in mind. This is senior night. There's a lot on the line. You want to end your soccer season on a high note. I think there's five seniors going to be leaving, so it's been a good season. I'm sure the girls know this. You just have to get up and go and fix what you need to fix, and at the end of the day, it's a good season to look back on. Yeah, another interesting thing to look at, uh, Beth Agee started the game uh, this past weekend. Caitlin Christmas started the game before that. So it should be interesting to see what, who Steve Holman goes with, with the last two matches giving up three or more goals. Um, and, and then also just thinking about uh, Maddie Goss. She's currently third in the Sunbelt Conference with nine goals. And I think if Texas State wants to get things back on track, they need to find some other goal scorers. At the beginning, it was Zoe Jr., the sophomore, I mean, she's just been so great to begin the year. She was really impressive last year, and then she kind of she kind of fell off. Her numbers just haven't been there. She had an injury mid-year, and I, you got to wonder if that um, played a role. But Maddie Goss, I mean, really impressive. So I think if Texas State wants to be uh, successful in this last match before, before the conference tournament, they need to find um, an extra attacker, and I think if they could do that, it, it gives you some assist. It gives you a little bit of pad for for your goalie who you're unsure of at the moment. Yeah, and I have a quote from Coach Holman, and for some reason it's just really speaking to me. It says, "Today we be- today belonged to Marshall. We fought hard, but it wasn't enough." And as a coach, just knowing I, the team, and myself, we just weren't. We were just out coached, outplayed. 
just being able to understand that and move on and take that into the next games is so important, especially when you're at the end of your season and you want to end on a high note. And that's just a lot of coaches don't want to accept defeat, don't want to accept failure. So for him to just simply say it wasn't enough. Okay, and now he knows and it's something that they can reflect on and take it. And then he says, we will learn from this, regroup and prepare for the next one. It's just you move on and you fix it. And that's just awesome season by soccer. Just looking forward to next season, but also looking forward to Texas State Volleyball. We got some Sunbelt sweeps this past weekend, Joey. And I know we were talking about it earlier. Volleyball is just has I feel like they've always been on fire. There's mm-hmm. always been a good program around. And to just sweep in Sunbelt Awards this week is pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, this is a team who's been on fire as of lately. Let's give you those players. Congratulations to the Offensive Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week, Janelle Fitzgerald, Defensive Player of the Week, Jacqueline Lee, and the Setter of the Week, no surprise there, Emily DeWalt. And that's actually the first time in Sunbelt Conference history that a program has swept all three awards. And um, Jacqueline Lee, I mean, ever since she got that starting libero position from Alyssa Ortega, she has been on fire. She's kept all the balls in front of her, has given this Texas State offense chances to stay alive. Emily DeWalt has set up her teammates so well all year. And then Janelle Fitzgerald, she remains red hot. Um, and then it's always nice for em- for Emily DeWall. She's got other girls like Lauren Teske. I mean, this is a Texas State team who is who's on fire right now and no signs of stopping at the moment. Only three series left against Arkansas State, Troy, and Coastal Carolina. You know, every season we hear Emily DeWall, Janelle Fitzgerald, but Jacqueline Lee, just watching her, she hustles on that court. She is the libero every coach wants. And when you have a team with Emily DeWalt and Janelle Fitzgerald, I mean, it makes your life easier, obviously. But Jacqueline Lee, huge congratulations. Well-deserved to all three of them. And I can't wait to see what these next few sets look like. And, you know, they had the loss to South Alabama Saturday. But it wasn't – it was a hard loss. All losses are hard. But it wasn't too brutal, you know. And they're also getting near the end of their season – we're looking for what next season will look like. And volleyball's just had a good season. Nothing to be disappointed about. I feel like this edition is going to be very optimistic and very good seasons because fall, there's been a, it's been a good fall. Mm-hmm. It's been a very good fall for athletics. And so, and when you have girls on a volleyball team that, you know, you can depend on, you get awards like this. And it's really, really nice. Yeah. I mean, one last run for this team. I expect next year to look a lot different. I mean, you got girls like Emily DeWall who have been with this program for a long time. They understand what Sean Hewitt's expecting, Janelle Fitzgerald as well. Uh, Janelle Fitzgerald actually led the team in kills this past weekend, 26 on Friday, 28 on Saturday. And just a just huge for Texas State to go in there into Mobile and get the victory, especially after losing in Foley, Alabama last year in the Sunville Conference Championship match. I think it was great that Texas State was able to at least split the series and not only do that, but they did it with authority. I mean, 25-15 first set. I mean, Texas State went in there to prove a point, and now those two teams find themselves at at the top of the Sunbelt Conference West Division. Yes. So we're going to go to a quick break, but when we get back, we'll be talking about some football and everyone's favorite, the baseball. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio on this Wednesday morning. I am your host, Presley Davis, and with me I have my producer, Joey Gonzalez. 
Now, Texas State had homecoming this past weekend. Didn't end up taking the win, unfortunately, but it came down to a final-minute touchdown. So this Texas State team was undefeated at home until this past weekend, but unfortunately we were not able to keep up that streak. It wasn't the most exciting game all game long until about the fourth quarter when Texas State had the go-ahead touchdown in the last minute and everybody inside of Bobcat Stadium went crazy. Lane Hatcher pulled off the impossible on a 74-yard touchdown to Ashton Hawkins. We've said his name all year long and is a huge play. Got everybody going, but then Southern Miss scored in the final 30 seconds of the game. And Presley, I mean, despite the loss, Texas State still found themselves in the game after having negative rushing yards and, I mean, able to still fight through a through a negative deficit like that. You got to think that this is a Texas State team who's finally starting to put things together. Yes, and I think this bye week, or no, we have this week and then a bye week. So we're almost at a break, and I think that'll be really good for the guys just to – Take a step back, take a minute to just really, what can we do to finish off this season strong? What can we fix? We still have a chance at a bowl game. We just think we have to win the next, the rest of them, right? Is there three or four uh, games Four left? games left. Four games you, to- yeah, you got the ULM, Southern, South Alabama, Arkansas State, and Louisiana. And honestly, I think, I think those three out of four games are all games that you should find yourself having a chance to win we have there's always a chance we could win the next four that'd be really nice mm-hmm. but you know this texas state it's a talented team very talented team and it's just a matter of putting all those components together working together and finding what works finding how the guy next to you works and how he moves and i mean the talent on this team micah hiltz is a Werfel Trophy nominee like Micah Hiltz is an amazing player and so it's the talents there it's just a matter of putting it all together and I feel like we've said that all season long but now is the time that okay you've got to put it together yeah I mean the past three games Texas State has found themselves in games I mean you talk about the App State game Troy they found themselves in the game in the final two minutes and then Southern Miss you had the lead in the final minute I mean this is a Texas State team who's knocking on the door right now from winning games and you got to you got to credit the defense Levi Bell Ben Bell I mean the the Bell brothers are just phenomenal right now uh pushing the quarterback getting the open field tackles Cordell Rogers I mean it go, the list goes on on the defensive side of things. I think, honestly, I think it's coming down to the offense right now. I mean, just just one key step away. And one thing I did find interesting this past weekend was quarterback Lane Hatcher was starting to run the football more. We, he's not the most mobile quarterback on the team, but he had a couple options that he decided to take the ball. And I think it'd be interesting if um, Lane Hatcher kind of opened up the running game for Texas State. I mean, at this point, just try it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, go for it, see what happens. And, you know, what do you have to lose? Yeah, I mean, you were in negative rushing yards on Saturday. I mean, what will it hurt to maybe have Lane Hatcher run a couple of yards every now and then run that option? I mean, you see so many, I mean, now in the NFL, you see those option plays where you can hand it off to the running back. You got so many rushing quarterbacks around the nation. So 
just at least open up that possibility so Texas State, if they wanted to, they can they can exploit that, and then maybe Texas State finds themselves with a little bit more offense production. Can you imagine if they started running him and it it's this miracle and it works yeah. and it's like, why have we not been doing this all along? You know, it's you just got to try it, and if it fails, you learn, you learn, you fail, you know. But going into some baseball, we had some fall ball this past weekend. Unfortunately, that meant there's no more Texas State fall ball, but it does make us excited for the spring. Yeah, I mean, just around the corner, I was I was looking at the schedule this weekend, hoping that the spring schedule would be released. <laughs> it's not out yet, but I mean, it's just it was good seeing it one last time the boys going out there and and getting those last couple moments. Zeke Wood, we got some got some appearances. Um, it's good to see him back on the mound. I mean, last year he was he was a top player in the nation in the first first week of the season. I think this is going to be such a fun Texas State baseball team. And I mean, last year the season started at the end of February, so Presley, what three or four months away from the start of the year? Something like that. I, I'm actually kind of shocked I don't have a countdown, but I probably will get a <laughs> countdown after this show because I'm so excited. And you know, I think it'll be the first third weekend of February. Because I know the SEC released there. So I was like, okay, what is y'all's opening day? Like, <laughs> where, where can I plan? But, I mean, this team, you know, last year's team was very veteran. Mm. And so looking at these fall ball games, you see a lot of these new faces. And you're like, crap, they're good. Like, man, this is going to be another good year. And it's just, I'm just so excited to see what Trout does with this team. Mm-hmm. What he sees in them and, like, what he wants to put out there and show the world. And all eyes are on Texas State right now. After last season, you just know, okay, they're going to be looking at us. They're going to be, oh, can they do it again? Or was it they just get lucky? You don't, we lost Stivers and Sheffield and, you know, they're, I mean, they're playing pro ball now. So, yeah. you know, they're doing, they're obviously moving on to better things. But we lost some good guys. We lost Thompson. I think he's over in Canada playing. And so it's just how do you move on from that talent? And it looks like they're going to be able to. We still got some good pitching rotations. We've got some good hitters. I know a uh, family weekend fall ball game, freshman hit a home run, like right off the bat. And we were <laughs> like, crap, who is this kid? Like, yeah. you know, so it's going to be such a good season. And I'm just, I can't wait for baseball season. I love this team. They're just very much underdog. And it's like, Maybe we'll get to host a region this year after last season. Maybe we'll be like, oh, you can host. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, you got to think Texas State's name is on the map. Um, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but Texas State in the top 100 when it comes to programs who have had success in the past five years. And I mean, Texas State making it to that region. They should have been in the Super Regional just three outs away. I mean, (laughs) this is a Texas State team who put themselves on the map. And I... Some people could say Presley, as you mentioned a moment ago, that it was it was just one good year, but I don't believe that. I mean, um, Coach Trout, I mean, he put he put a good program together in the past couple of seasons. I think he's gonna keep it up this year. And then you got some key returning players. I mean, we talked about the pitching. The pitching, for the most part, um, should look familiar. I'm hoping. And then um, I think offensively and defensively, things are going to change a little bit. But, I mean, you still got uh, got a couple players that were a part of that team last year. Um, first name that rings the bell to me is Dalen Pena. So, I mean, they're, this is a Texas State team who should be a lot of fun. 
Um, recruiting has been really good in the past couple of years. And you just mentioned a freshman hitting a home run uh, to kick things off. I mean, if you have a freshman that can go deep, I mean, this should be such a fun team to watch. And, you know, you mentioned Trout and that just this is his team. He last year's team that he was recruiting for that mm-hmm. before he got the head coaching job. That was his team, like his literal child. And he's like, OK, now go walk. Yeah. Take your first steps. And so I just know that. He's so excited to see, okay, we did this last year. What can we do next? Like, where can we go from here? Instead of, let's just try and hope we can do it. He's like, I want to go past that. I want to do better than that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be such a good season for him. I already know it. And I'm just, I'm excited to see. I know last year, I first game I went to, I told my parents, I was like, this team's good. <laughs> I was like, And you were wrong. I was like, this... And the first thing I told my dad, I was like, you should see that shortstop. He will throw his body to stop. And I just, I looked for it. And then my whole family's like, man, like Texas State baseball won again. I'm like, yeah, they did. Like this team is good. And I just remember saying that. And then they took down Texas and everything after that just went crazy. And so it's like, I've seen this team in action and I'm like, I want them back in action. I want I want more fall ball games. If Trout's listening, please like just <laughs> just one more just at least for me. Like this team is just so talented, and maybe it's you know we're about to go to MLB. Maybe it's because my team's the Rangers, and <laughs> we just don't. Want some form of I, it's like this is my this is my MLB team because my MLB team's not really doing it right now. So it's like this season is going to be. They're starting off already so strong and. February just can't come fast enough, you know, but going into some MLB, Joey, I know your (laughs) Padres unfortunately got kicked out. They're not going, but it's a tough weekend. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. You know, at least, at least y'all were there. Unlike, unlike the Rangers, but uh, I do want to say, I think the, the Phillies do deserve to be there. I mean, they, they shut down the Padres in every, in every form. I thought the Padres played as well as they could, but the Phillies are just too hot right now. Um, they deserve to represent the National League. I mean, at the beginning of the year, the Phillies weren't weren't really a team on watch, and now they are. Bryce Harper is playing out of his mind. I think he had a like a near 400 batting average during that series. You got a player like Kyle Schwarber who could take the ball out of the ER. Uh, Reese Hoskins is stepping up. This is a Phillies team who is – um, explosive right now, but you cannot take away any credit from the Astros who have yet to lose a game in the postseason so far. Jose Altuve, Justin Verlander. I think it should be an exciting series. Presley, what are your thoughts on it? I think this, and I know I said this earlier when we were talking, it's going to be a fun series, but I said that about the Yankees Astros, and, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it was a good series, but, but I think these two teams, very competitive, like, this is the best of the best. This is the World Series, you know? So it's like, it's going to be a good game. I personally, I live with Astros, so it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be an intense week, you know? But I really don't know who I have because I'm like, part of me is like, I guess I'll root for the Texas team, but I'm like, it would be kind of nice <laughs> if, like, my roommate's team lost. I don't know. But both very talented rosters, Pitching for both teams, like, Mm, is there. So it's going to be a very good series, very kind of – it'll be a good ending to the MLB season. You know, it started off a little rocky with the lockout Mm -hmm. and everything, which kind of forget about that sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, there wasn't games going on for a month. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. But 
I do have the Astros winning in six. I think it'll four two Astros win. However, this is going to be a completely different series than the Yankees. The Yankees saw it all over the place. If you didn't, the Yankees struck out. Um, I think it was near the thirties in two games. I mean, that is, there's only 27 outs in a baseball game. So, I mean, if you're striking out 30 times in two games, you're not going to win very many baseball games like that. And then you got to fill this team who, who they got a chip on their shoulders. They know they're the underdogs. And this is a team who fought off so many at bats. I mean, you found, um, six, seven, eight, um, pitch at bats for for the Phillies and then they would capitalize on it so I think the Astros pitching is going to have to go into the series knowing that it's going to be long at bats it's going to be a lot of grit you're going to have to you're going to have to earn those 27 outs because I don't I don't think the Phillies are going to give the Astros any any free opportunities I don't think so either not this far not this far in the game not knowing mm-hmm. you're this close I think they're going to give it everything they have and I hope they pull it off I really think it'd be I really hope to see the Phillies win it all but the Astros for the longest time have just been such a put together team just worked so well and it's like I will always I always tell my friends that are Astros fans I'm like yeah y'all are good I will say that like y'all are good y'all have it all there I'm not saying y'all are bad I'm just not an Astros fan but I think the Phillies are the ones people probably are rooting for just underdog wise and hopefully they can pull it off. I mean, I think a lot of people don't want to see an Astros win. (laughs) So I think Phillies will have those people rooting in their corner, but let's go to some NFL. We have the time to Joey. How's your fantasy team doing? I'm a fantasy team starting to finally warm up. Uh, I got to, I got to win this past weekend. I feel confident um, I had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and we won the game. So I have Josh Allen as my actual starting quarterback. Um, I picked up the Seahawks running back blanking on his name right now. Kenneth Walker, I think is his, mm-hmm. is his name. Uh, he came in for shot penny when he got that broken leg and he has been, he's been going off for me at the running back position. Um, I picked up DeAndre Hopkins after his suspension. He was just sitting there in free agents. I picked up DeAndre Hopkins. So now my two receivers are Hopkins and Devontae Adams. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, I know how you feel about Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> but I mean, he's been putting, um, 10 point performances together for me. And I mean, if he's going to put 10 point performances for me, I, I'll take the wins when I, I mean, can get him. What about you? I will say this about Zeke Elliott. The past two games, he's had a pretty good game. You know, I'm not saying he's had a good season. I will give him the credit when credit is due. And he has, I mean, the um, game versus the, gosh, who did we play? Eagles. I mean, I remember I made a comment. I was like, okay, you know it's bad whenever Zeke's having the best game out of everyone. <laughs> like, But I will say he has been performing. There's been a little bit of like, oh, rookie Zeke's back. But there's been times I've said that before, and next week he does absolutely nothing. Why you have Zeke on your roster? He's getting me consistent points. I mean, I think my grudge with him, I'll never have him on a fantasy team, but <laughs> that's just me. But my fantasy team, I'm on a two-loss streak right now. Uh, I you're was, talking bad about Zeke? Okay, listen, but like, I'm literally, I was undefeated, okay? And then, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just, I think my quarterback this week was Zappy. No, I think I had Mac Jones over Zappy and then Mac Jones, like, you know, 
It's okay. Josh Allen will be back. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Yeah, you just needed... Who Who is your backup quarterback? Has it always been Mac Jones? No, it was Carson Wentz. Oh, well, that wasn't any better than... Yeah, so then I was like, I'll just go to Mac Jones. and It's okay. I just had to get through this week. I should be fine next week. So what week. was your reaction whenever Bailey Zappi came in and you had Mac Jones starting? Oh, um, well, it wasn't too brutal because the fact that Mac Jones was playing, I was like, okay. I, I actually... I think Wednesday night when I was like going through everything before Thursday night football, I was like, I'm just going to take the L this week. I'll just <laughs> take it. It's fine. Like, I think I was playing Jordan this week and Jordan was on like a five losing streak. So I was like, I'll take the L. It's okay. Go. <laughs> but, you know, and I knew there was a chance Zappy was going to come in. And part of me was like, do I take Mac Jones or do I take Zappy? Who do I take Mac Jones? Eh. I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. But. It is always hard, though. Um, you said you had Josh Allen also on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you have Josh Allen, it's just so hard whenever you have to sub him out yeah. because it's like he's the best one in fantasy right now. I mean, maybe Patrick Mahomes, but, I mean, he's putting up, like, 30-point performances. Joe Burrow did put up, like, 39 last weekend. But, I mean, if you have a quarterback who can consistently put up 25 and above every single week and then you have a quarterback, like, really anybody and puts like 10 points on the board you're like what what is this but it yeah josh allen is nice to have yeah, it I mean, that quarterback it is very nice but speaking of quarterback did you happen to see Dak's return Dak is back did you not see that jerry speaking of Dak prescott i almost picked him up this oh my week gosh. to start <laughs> you should have i I just don't know. I mean, a thumb, a thumb injury. I feel like that'd be hard to come back to. I mean, the thumb's gripping onto the on the football so tightly and coming off of a surgery. I just didn't know because I needed a quarterback, and Tua was there also. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about Tua or Dak. And then I watched the ESPN videos where they're saying, "Don't start these two quarterbacks." Yeah. So. I mean, I was nervous for Dak's return solely because this is our franchise quarterback. Are we going like? Are we rushing him or? Or like Cooper Rush, you know, lost to the Eagles, but Eagles are there. Eagles have such a good team this year. So it's like Dak probably would have had a struggle with him. But I think playing the Lions really helped for Dak's first game back. It was a very good game. I remember I was watching it in the game. I just kind of looked up and they're like, it was the end. You know, Mike McCarthy's hugging everyone. And I was like, oh, that was the game. It was such a nonchalant. (laughs) Yeah game that I'm like okay I guess like this is what Dak needed to come back so but we're gonna go to some weather Joey what is the weather like out tonight um well at the moment it is 67 so you could see it's almost room temperature out there it is um gonna heat up later though with a high of 79 and tonight you'll probably need a jacket personally you and I are cold bodies it's gonna get down to 58 so if you're outside of I I would put a jacket on yeah, thank God my night class is on Zoom. Because. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this Wednesday. I was your host, Presley Davis, and with me, Joey Gonzalez. Thank you for listening to Bobcat Radio, and now we're going to get you to the other side of radio on KTSW 89.9.